Installment of Player One on Sin. My name's Eleni, and I'm joined by a plethora of the boys today. We've got Connor. Say hi, Connor. Yo. Very nice, Nathan. How you going? Hi, I am awesome. Lovely, Tom. What's cracking? I am filled with burning rage because only now has Player One got started. It's been a full week since I've missed it. Oh. Too long. Of course, but of course, to join us, our lovely EP Jacob. How are you going today? Howdy, daddy, do welcome to the show. Yes, and it's a very exciting show. We've got lots of interesting news that's come up. It's been a big week for games. Um, we've got lots of Nintendo news, specifically Pokemon news, which I know Jacob and I have some interesting thoughts about. So oh we'll boy. get to that a bit later in the show. But before we get into all that, I'm going to let you all know where you can find us on the socials. Because if you head to at player1sin on Twitter and Instagram, we've got lots of posts about upcoming interviews we've got going, any news that we've got to let you know about. It'll be all there. And of course, player one on YouTube, some cool visual content. You can see all of our beautiful faces on that as well. And the podcast realm, which we love. If you go to player one on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts on Spotify, any cool interviews we've got up on there. And of course, you know, if you want to hear our lovely voices on that as well, check that out. But for now, we're going to head into our first song for the night. It is Cooper Road from Myra 64, remixed by Micah. And you're listening to Player One on Sin. Murmur by Alive is a song that you just heard. And that is part of Sin Sweet 16, which means it's on a cute little playlist over on sin.org.au you can find that also as a part of the sunday suites it's on sunday at 12 but right here right now is player one and for you guys i have some great rapid fire news it's all about video game news and it's right now first point developer azobo studio confirmed at gamescon that competitive multiplayer for microsoft's flight simulator will arrive later this year a limited edition forza horizon 5 xbox controller will be released on november 9th alongside the game a recent Assassin's Creed Odyssey patch means that the game can be played at 60 FPS on current gen consoles. Developer 343 Industries has confirmed that co-op campaign and Forge features will not be available at launch in Halo Infinite, which is rather strange. Some staples of the series that haven't made it back on launch. Questionable. WWE 2K22 got its first trailer and it is planned for a March 2022 release. Cloud Gaming is coming to Xbox One Series S and X over the holidays, allowing the Game Pass Ultimate subscribers to stream over 100 games on their consoles without needing to download them, including playing next-gen games on last-gen hardware. PAX Australia is going online once again. Hideo Kojima has vowed to stay creative until his mind fails him. Thank God. A speedrunner save state has beaten Ocarina of Time within Super Smash Bros. Brawl's five-minute demo time limit. Crazy. Twitch streamers have organized a boycott in protest of hate raids. James McAvoy said that he was once open, uh, once upon a time playing too much Oblivion, so he set it on fire. Passion. Passion right there. Simpsons Hit and Run has been remade by fans with RTX for some reason. Well, it's actually because it only took them a week, but you know what? In under a week, it was taken down already for copyright reasons. Able Gamers and its crew? C-O-O. Ah. 
Stephen Soffen successfully raised over $1 million to support players with disabilities. And finally, a Saints Row reboot is seemingly coming to Gamescom 2021. Yay. Thank you for Um, speaking the news. God damn it, Tom, and God bless Hideo Kojima, but what's better than the great man himself is our rapid-fire releases, starting with Kiwi, coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, August 31st. Rustler coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, August 31st. The big con. You want know a big con? WWE 2K22. That's a big con job. And the big con is coming to Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC, August 31st. The Lake. I love taking trips by the lake. Coming to Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC, September 1st. El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron, coming to PC on September 2nd. Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, coming to PC on September 2nd. WRC. 10. Wow, they've made 10 of them already. All right, coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, PC coming September 2nd. Big Rumble Boxing Creed Championships. This game looks like a lot from all the Nintendo Directs, and I have zero, zero trust in this game. It is coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC September 3rd. Golf Club Wasteland. Is that like Mad Max, but for golf, coming for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And finally, holy crap, I've played this game on Xbox. It's really good. The Medium coming to PlayStation 5, September 3rd. Holy cow, what a whole bunch of releases. Nathan, can you please tell me what's coming next as I try to wind down from the Red Bull? Next up is Blanket by Violent Soho. Just a warning to all our younger listeners. Uh, this is an explicit song, so um, please... Tuck uh, them into bed. Yeah, tuck your kids into bed and don't let them listen for a few minutes until we're back with the next segment. And that was Sync by Underlay from the Sweet 16 playlist here on Sync. Go check it out, sync.org.au, Sunday Sweets, 12 o'clock on Sunday afternoons. And before that, you heard Blankets by Violence Her. I hope you have now untucked the kids from bed because we're about to tell you everything we've been playing this week. And you know what? I feel like butting in. I've, I've, I've gone to the front of the line. I'm going to tell you what I've been playing first. And I've been playing quite a lot as usual. Um, I recently started and beat... Um, Within a weekend, a game called Call of the Sea. So it's like a little explorative uh, first-person puzzle game where you travel around in an island. Tom, you you played this? Yep, Xbox Game it, Pass. It's really good. It. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've I've I really enjoyed the time I have it. It's not a terribly long game. It took me about maybe three hours um, to beat. So that was a nice little weekend game. Um, and then on the same weekend, I also restarted Wolfenstein, the new order. So I went from a pretty chill game to a let's go all guns blazing. Um, I have not dive or I've not dove back into animal crossing this week at all. Um, so I'm still wrong. It's still very good. Um, I just haven't gone back to it at all, but as well, um, last week, there was a shadow drop of Quake. The original Quake was released on all modern platforms, and I couldn't help myself with all these Bethesda re-releases. They're always very well-priced, so without question, I picked it up, and I've been playing a ton of Quake. I am loving it. I am so keen for more Quake. Uh 
Tom, please tell me what you've been playing to quell my excitement. Well, um, you know, honestly, I've been playing. I've been playing a little low key stuff again. I've been back to Siege. Uh, I've had some people been asking me to teach them the game, and I love doing teaching uh, as part of my part time work. I teach, but so bringing that to a video game, I have a lot of time and made me really happy, especially like going back to what it means to be a beginner player after having played a game for nearly four years. It feels so strange to relate back to that level but i've been worried last week people were upset at me because i didn't i wasn't as i enjoyed mario galaxy but it didn't hit me as hard <laughs> as it did when i was a kid so i have it on the switch and i decided to undock the joy cons while i play it and okay it was it was a lot more fun i just laid back and my my calf i'm like just flicking my wrists about and spinning wahoo i've but i will say despite having 121 stars it feels like i've already beat the game and i haven't even really blinked um it's not too challenging and I, now i wish i could play mario galaxy 2 on my switch to you know up that ante but uh you know it's touching back on consoles i actually picked up spider-man miles morales for the playstation 5 uh and i'd always wanted to play it on ps5 because you know i felt like that's what it was sort of made for bring that hype around the new console and it was it's a lot of fun uh it expands on the first game in some areas it feels a little like it tries to expand too hard but the game uh it makes you feel like Spider-Man, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I couldn't have it any other way. Now, um, Eleni, you look like you're ready to tell me something about the games that you've been playing this week. Well, of course. Um, it's actually been funny. I've had like a giant contrast with what I've been playing um, because I was kind of just getting into that stage. Maybe just with lockdown, I'm just replaying the same games. Um, and so I was just looking on like Xbox, having a sus, um, and I played through Resident Evil 7. I had never played through a Resident Evil game before. Uh, Ooh, so I was like, I'll tell. give it a, yeah, I'll give it a download, see how I go. And I really learned a lot about myself playing that game. <laughs> and that was that I just am not good with horror games. I'm just, I'm just at them. And it's just because like, it's not a very long game. But I reckon I stretched it out by like 20 hours because I would just like sit in a room and just not touch my controller and be like, if, you know, like sort of in Guardians of the Galaxy where like Drax stays so still that he becomes invisible. That was kind of my thought process. I was like, if I don't touch my console, if I don't touch the controller, no one's going to kill me. And odds are that was not true. So then to supplement that horror, uh, I was also playing Banjo-Kazooie on my <laughs> xbox as well so it was a nice balance when i was getting a bit too overwhelmed with the horror i would just vibe with bandra kazooie uh so that's been my kind of past week uh i finished resident evil 7 but uh definitely looking to play more in the series but nathan what have what have you got quickly what have you been playing um so i um so um i was playing um satisfactory um i recently got dyson sphere program which is very similar to satisfactory and i've been playing that just automating all the stuff and uh having fun doing that just trying to build a dyson sphere and get unlimited power <laughs> unlimited power God. Uh, yes i just quoted um the emperor <laughs> uh. yes well um 
I think it is time to head into our next song for for the evening. Sorry. It is Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts, and you're listening to Player One on Sin. Welcome back to Player One on Sin. You just heard Reckoning by Samuel Gaskin, part of our Sweet 16. You can check that out every week at sin.org.au. And before that was Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts. And I'm going to talk about something that was neither simple nor clean, and that was the Pokemon Direct. Now, okay, anyone who listens to the show will know that I'm a Pokemon fan. I even have a Pokemon segment every week. Now, this was so strange. It started off very boring, of course. You went through your cafe game, your, um, all, that, all that kind of stuff. Um, Masters, EX, and that kind of stuff. And then you led into your bigger announcements. Um, less announcements, but more showing it. Uh, and they were Pokemon Shining Diamond and uh, Brilliant Pearl, I think it is, or other way around, um, and Pokemon Arceus, Legend of Arceus. Um, and, okay, my opinion immediately, I, I'm a little disappointed in the remakes for Diamond and Pearl. I think they look fine and they're fixing a few things that needed to be fixed, but I feel like I wanted more, especially coming from other Pokemon remakes, such as Fire Red, Leaf Green, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which added a lot of things to those games. This feels a little bit more just like a, um, like a fan game of those games, but I will still probably pick it up. The one I'm disappointed in and the one that threw me for one hell of a loop was Legends Arceus, and I want to hear uh, everyone else's opinion on this in a sec, but I was unbelievably disappointed. Um, I was only surprised by the fact they managed to fix the frame rate issues that were in the first trailer. Now, instead, we have an empty-looking overworld, and I mean completely empty. There's very, very little in it. Um, I know I sound like a Pokemon fan saying this, but the trees were bad. Those trees were pathetic. <laughs> like, I and I defended Sword and Shield on this. The, the Sword and Shield's graphics were fine. This isn't. This really isn't good enough for uh, the most f- successful franchise in the world to be pumping out um, what looks like subpar open world with, okay, yeah, interesting looking dodging and mechanics and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It doesn't look like they have enough time to fix this. And it looks like it's going to be bad. That's my opinion. Eleni, Tom. So um, I'll start with the Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, I think is what it's called. Uh, (laughs) I really, I'm excited for these games. Uh, I feel like the trailer with these remakes is a bit, it felt like they got indie game attention. It didn't feel like they had the money or budget to make something Mm. that felt like a Pokemon's thing. And I'm I'm pretty sure this has been pushed to like a side company to make, right? Yeah. Uh, but Pokemon Follow You, great. Super excited to see that return um, from Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu and Huckold Soul Silver, obviously. But I, f- I feel like there's a lot this trailer hasn't let on. Uh, like, we don't really know much about how Legendaries work. We don't know how, if it's going to include any new game style mechanics that weren't in the original games. Like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had Mega Evolutions. Are we going to get Dynamaxing in this remix? Re- are we going to get mega evolutions as well uh we haven't seen much about what the post game entails you know i I i'm not i'm excited for it the stuff it did show looked good the stuff it didn't show i think doesn't mean it's not there i'm just waiting to see what they have to show us for the entire game and yes i'm gonna buy these it feels early to get really excited for the remakes yeah 
I'm, I'm, I, like, I'm with you. I'll buy them regardless. It hits me with nostalgia. I remember when Pokemon Pearl and uh, Diamond were starting to have images leak and trailers coming out for the original games. And this really reminds me of that. And it makes me... It, it's nostalgic. Uh, Legends hmm. Arcus, I am excited for, for a few reasons. Uh, it, is, it is positive in the direction of Pokemon in its game design. This is a good step in the Pokemon franchise's direction focusing on that open world experience not just like pokemon was sub linear ish like it, it was kind of monodirectional and sometimes i'd add in a bit of swerving and i think this shows a major listening from the pokemon company game freak uh off sword and shield this feels like a lot more like what fans were expecting with a switch release and what we asked for and maybe all of these faults with graphics uh, and the open world are because there was a major project shift. This was not the original direction for this new release. And they had to pump the brakes and start going in this new way. Because often Pokemon games are in development three, two years uh, before they're announced. And I wouldn't, yeah, like it's surprising. I think graphic wise, uh, it is the lighting. It, it, I, if I watch the trailer a lot, it is the lighting. The shadows on the trees don't work. They just look wrong. It, the graphics are not substantial, and especially I, when compared to Breath of the Wild. But I, I guarantee you, when the lighting gets improved, like it'll look considerably I, uh, better. I hope so. And I'll pass to Lenny in just a second. But like, I really hope so. My main complaint with it was the textures in the game and the lighting, of course. But the trees the textures, look dreadful in the lighting. They look that, so that strange. Too. And just the textures on things like the ground and so on, they... Uh, I've seen photos of them up against Ocarina of Time's textures and they actually look worse than Ocarina of Time, which this is game still very has... old now. So it's, it still has like five months. Yeah, exactly. And graphics like that aren't substantial, like evidence of where it is at in its own development stage. Demo and trailer versions of the game often may be older versions than the company is currently working on. Uh, and things like graphics and stuff can be added and implemented very last minute. So it's not something I would be too yeah like concerned about it is it's scary but i want to see more i want to see better hope. yeah eleni where, where are you set on this well yeah i like i like completely agree with tom like i'm really excited because i think it's a really cool direction shift for them and i guess like the the faults are definitely there and i think even when the game comes out i'm not expecting it to be a perfect game maybe not even a great game but I think it's something that can definitely be built up on um, and things like graphics can always be fixed, but like the mechanics seem really interesting. It definitely seems like a really immersive experience. I did have a laugh at the whole, like being able to like craft and stuff. Cause in my mind, I just have like the, the breath of the wild, like cooking music when I see stuff like that. So that made me laugh a little bit, um, but I'm excited. I feel like it'll be really fun and definitely something that I can see in the years to come them definitely building on because nice you know it's always nice to see pokemon evolving and changing and speaking of pokemon um of course we've got some pokemon music to wrap up our segment the next song you'll be hearing from us is the pokemon black and white credits theme and you are listening to player one on sin welcome back player one on sin you just heard titanic by Cosmos Midnight, part of our Sweet 16. You can check that out every week at sin.org.au. Uh, but before we move forward, I just want to quickly uh, push the helplines that are available in case 
um, you need help or someone you know needs help. Uh, they are 1300 224 636 for Beyond Blue and 1800 55 1800 for Kids Helpline. If you uh, feel like you're easily triggered or are not in the right headspace to talk about um, uh, possibly triggering things, please consider uh, turning the radio off for about five or so minutes and joining us back just after that. But otherwise, Connor, could you take the floor for me? Yeah. So firstly, people are being absolute dimwits. Um, a bunch of people who I will definitely not be friends with, and if you are one of them, uh, be ashamed of yourself because, frankly, you should. Um, Twitch streamers are organising a boycott on September 1st in protest against hate raids. So what is a hate raid? Well, it's a bunch of nasty people who do not deserve the internet or, in fact, much else whatsoever, um, raiding streams to drop racial slurs. Um, I don't have really too much to say on this other than, firstly, Twitch, seriously, get onto this straight away. Um, it feels like whatever they have done, people have managed to work their, work their way around it to continue the appalling behaviour. Mm. Um, and secondly, um, if you are one of those people who have participated in a hate raid, um, go stick it because I do not want to be friends with you and I do not like you. So um, streamers are protesting in against it. Frankly, I want to have, I hope that this sends a message to Twitch to do better for um, people of color, uh, people of different race, sexuality, um, to feel comfortable and to feel like they can go on Twitch and do what they enjoy doing. Um, doesn't matter what they stream, doesn't matter what they do, they have the right to do it. Um, without any sort of prejudice against them. Mm. So it's frustrating. It very much is. And I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and try and give a little bit more context to this. Uh, so read, this is reading from IGN. So I do apologize if I stutter a little bit, but um, so news of the protests follows the hashtag Twitch do better campaign, which, which, which was originally set up by wreck it Raven to encourage Twitch to act quickly after a number of marginalized streamers were being targeted by hate raids on the platform. Whilst Twitch did announce a number of measures it is taking to better protect its streamers, including building a channel-level ban evasion detection, the problem seems to be persisting on the platform. A number of streamers still seem to be on the receiving end of bots and users who inundate their streamers with hateful slurs. Um, yeah, it, it's just a matter of Twitch being almost, at this point, characteristically bad at acting on horrible things that happen on the platform or actually acting at all when they need to um yes they put forward something to help fix this but it's one of those things where it's very very easy to get around uh, obviously you can make a fake account you can do all this kind of stuff and boom you're through um so yeah on, on wednesday obviously this will come out on monday on wednesday september the first the idea is a bunch of streamers uh as many streamers as people can get will simply not stream. Uh, the idea is to essentially black out Twitch for a day and kind of stand up against any so anybody doing this kind of thing, anything like that. 
So if your favorite streamer isn't streaming on September 1st, there's your reason why. Uh, Eleni, Tom, Nathan, any uh, last words on this piece? Um, I don't know how to feel about it. I feel rather concerned uh, that this is happening. Uh, and I'm disappointed in Twitch that this is only something that's coming up now. Racial hate and uh, general bigotry on Twitch is something that has been around for quite a while. And it's good that it's in the spotlight, but you know it's taken far too long. I remember when Twitch only started getting popular, especially in league communities, um, streamers with text-to-speech. And it's just like, how can we get this streamer to be like a bigot or like how can we just spam chat with you know slurs and uh, it's very hard as a big company to make changes that effectively work in these ways but also it's it's about culture and at this point the culture in twitch it's it is a bit far gone in my opinion oh i completely agree i think that's like a I guess looking at Twitch in particular, but even just like a bigger issue that I think the gaming community suffers from. I think it's having this culture that's really been like intrinsically woven into the gaming universe. And I think something like this is a great example of how Twitch have sort of let these things fall through the cracks. And, you know, the flip side is it's great to see people really standing up against this. And I think that's a really positive note and something to really highlight. Uh, And yeah, I guess hopefully this means that real change will happen because obviously that's always the hope and the aim with these things. Uh, So I wish everyone well, as you said before, Jacob, for anyone who sort of struggles with these things, it's always good to get help if, if needed and to share your experiences for people. Um, But of course we are a radio show and with radio shows comes music and we are going to head into our next song for the night. It is Inferno by Mrs. Greenapple and you're listening to Player One on Sim. And that was DTR by Dolores. That's with two R's. That's from the Sweet 16 playlist here on Sim. Go check it out Sunday Sunday Sweets at 12 p.m. Sunday afternoons. And before that, you heard Inferno by Mrs. Green Apple. But it is the top of the hour. What does that mean, Connor? Tell me. What is the top of the hour? I'm going to tell you. We plug all of our stuff like we always do. Go check us out in the social medias on the Twitters and the Instagrams at Player1Sin. And as well, go check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Omni, all those fantastic places. Go check us out in the Sin website too, sin.org.au. It's not really that hard to find, just sin.org.au. Player1, pretty easy. Find all a bunch of cool stuff there. And go check us out on YouTube. Jacob, hit me up with a link. Never mind, I'll find it myself. And of course... I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Seleni, Tom, and Nathan. Guys, how you all holding up? Uh, pretty, pretty good, I guess. Lovely, lovely. I don't Tom, know. how you? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Are you good, guys Eleni. excited for our quiz coming up? Oh, no. I am so excited. Okay. I feel bad. All the dead bodies will be in the studio after I win so intensely okay. okay we'll we'll see Tom. Well, we'll see well you know what's interesting now it's everyone is on the board here so we, it, it's gonna get interesting the ladder it's getting pretty tight up there but you know what's even better than nathan's quiz it's our next song because it's an app as well it's tiktok by kesha you are listening to play all one on sin with connor Eleni. mana by king stingray uh, from Sims Sweet 16 playlist. 
Uh, you're listening to Player One on Sin, and we are doing a quiz. We're doing a quiz, and this is my first time actually making the quiz because that was the first time I won last week. So, um, for those who don't know the rules, um, I will ask a question, and the other hosts can buzz in with their names. So they say their names, and that is how I know that they heard know the answer, I guess. And um, if they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, the other hosts get to answer. And whoever gets it right gets the point, and whoever gets the most points wins. Ooh. So we'll I'm just ready. check that everyone has their buzzers ready. Connor. Right. Jacob. Eleni. Stop! <laughs> Sorry, okay. everyone. I'll turn I, down the game. Tom, I'll turn down the game. May, may I request that you do that for every answer? Oh, <laughs> my parents just went to bed. That's all, all right. right. We'll win. <laughs> okay. I. Um. So this is probably the easiest quiz that has ever been given on this show. So right, don't speed round. Don't hate too much. <laughs> okay. Um. So. What console had an Australian release date of March 2006? Connor. Okay, Connor. So, what came out in 2006? So, ooh, I'm going to say the Xbox 360. Yes, it is the Xbox oh. 360. Yeah, because still at that time, Australia was always getting things a bit later than the US and uh, Japan. Because yeah. the, the Xbox 360 came out in 2005 in the US. See, you said you said 2006, and my mind went to oh, the DS, the Wii, the PlayStation yeah, 3. I was thinking they were the all Wii. in that bubble. Yeah, um, I was thinking the Wii. So, not as easy as you thought. Yes. Um, this one, if no one gets this one, I will be extremely <laughs> disappointed. Like, I will oh, be boy. the most disappointed ever. Okay. What is, what is the indicator for a general hardware failure Tom. on the Xbox 360? Yes, Tom. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yes, that, that one. it is the Red Ring of Death. Very famous Red the, Ring of Death. Um, yeah, I think we figured out the thief as well. <laughs> the yeah. Very much Xbox. Oh, boy. Oh, I'd never owned an Xbox, so. <laughs> yeah. How much did it cost Microsoft to rectify the Red Ring of Death issue? Connor? Connor. So, so in terms of, like, price? I yeah. Because I know that with the Xbox 360, the Red Ring of Death was very common in the first model. Um, the second and third iterations, they were able to kind of fix the issue because the um, third one was re very reminiscent of the Xbox One. Um, I'm going to say, let's put in $150 million. No. Okay. Um, Jacob. Lenny. Oh. Uh, Jacob. Uh, can we, we? How are we going in this? Are we doing closest to the number? Yeah, I'll do closest to the number. Um, so it was up there. Like I know yeah. it was really up there. I think it um, had like a forty percent failure rate. Yeah, it was. It was almost like That's this so bad. Sunk, um, <laughs> Xbox, if it was any worse, really. Uh, I'm gonna say it was within the range of. 1 billion to 1.5 billion. So 1 billion. Okay, 1 billion. Okay, Eleni. Um, Eleni. Um, I might 
say it cost them like 500 mil. Okay. And Tom? Tom. Oh, I didn't get to buzz in? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say ASMR buzz. roughly around $40 million. Okay. So um, Jacob was the one that got closest. Oh, wow. It, it cost $1.5 billion. Wow. Oh, that is a lot. That's. Yeah. Wow. I would like it to see the sources me. on that. Oh, my Lord. It did a lot of damage to thing. Xbox. Here's the thing, even though the Xbox 360 was at the time like the best selling next gen console, at the end of the PS3's life, it actually came out number two compared to the Wii and Xbox 360. Mm. Yeah. Wait, no, it came out third. Third, yeah. Third. Yeah. Wii, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. Right yeah. in the end, PlayStation 3 talking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the PS3's life cycle, I meant. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, moving on, moving on, Nathan. Hit us with the next one. I want to see if I can win this one. <laughs> okay. I, I haven't been keeping track of scores, so... <laughs> no stress. We got our own. It's a three-way tie. Yeah, a three-way okay. tie right now. <clears throat> what was the Kinect's code name? Tom. Con Connor. Tom. I forgot it already instantly. Oh, My brain just okay. was like, it clicked on. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> I, uh, it was, I think I, I got I've this. almost said NX, uh, but that's a different... <laughs> <laughs> it was some like AI thing. I think I know them. this. I think I know this. Con Connor? Was it Project Natal? Yep. Yes, that is correct. Yep. <laughs> All right. Approximately how many Xbox 360 consoles were sold? Connor. Okay, so, Connor. I believe the PS3. Now, is would this be the same thing, like, closest to it? Yeah. Um, I know the PS3, I believe, did 87 million units, and the Wii, obviously, was, like, over 150 million, or actually, no, 101 million units, I think. Um, I think the Xbox 360 did 78 million units. That sounds about right. Jacob. Okay, Jacob. So I reckon Connor's close to it there. I... Ooh, 80... I'm going to go about 10 mil more and say 85 mil. All right. Tom. Tom. I like being sandwiched. I will say 80 mil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed. Um, I will go for 76 mil. All right. Eleni was actually closest to the number what? I have. Oh. I might oh. Where'd you get there? I have 70 million. Seventy million. So. Oh, wow. I thought that might have been more. That's lower than I thought. Yeah. I might I might have the wrong number, though. Hopefully That's not. That's correct. We're going <laughs> to go with it. That's my point. Thanks. All right. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you take it, Eleni. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you take that. I'll review that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yes. review that right now. <laughs> um, how many copies of Modern Warfare 3 were sold by 2012? Uh, Connor. Okay, so Modern Warfare 3, even though at the time, I think it was both at the point of exhaustion for Call of Duty fans, but also the high point of Call of Duty. Um I am going to absolutely take a guess and say it is at 23 million units. 
Is okay. this? I could. Be, I have Wait, a feeling I'm lowballing it. Is, is this, this for across all the consoles exclusively, or yeah? I think it's for the Xbox. Okay. Okay. Because uh, little known fact about Modern Warfare Three, also Tom. <laughs> it, yes. It was <laughs> the biggest at the time entertainment release of all time. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna be a lot more. Huge. It's gonna be a lot more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, I remember I got it. Uh, my birthday it had a little Movember sticker on it. I was I was not fifteen yet either. I was playing. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say forty six million units. Jacob, okay, I've got to give you guys a hit. You're actually all going too high. Oh wow! Oh. Well, surely it'll be well, closest then. to. I assume. Yes. Okay. Jake, Jacob, then. Yes. Uh was it? What did you say again, Connor? It was just, just I said twenty-three. Check. Twenty-three. I'm gonna go with ten. And I... All right, ten mil. Ten mil, not ten. Ten mil. Tom was one of them. Yeah. Um. All right, I'm gonna go with twelve mil. All right, Eleni got this point again. Oh hell yeah! It was fourth. 14.2 million. Oh, that wow, that's would, that should have been Xbox exclusive. Like, yeah. That would yeah. have been Xbox, yeah. I think, alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Xbox. Yeah. All right. Mm. PC and PlayStation and uh, DS. Yes, there was a DS port. I feel like it was probably yes. also on PSP. Yeah. Uh, no. no. No, I don't believe. There was only one Call of Duty game on the PSP. And yeah, that there was. was. A, that was Call of Duty 3. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. Interesting. Learning. Um, how long was the standard Xbox 360 when laying on its side? It, uh, this is in inches. Connor? Connor. Okay. I'm going to say, okay. Oh, uh, I've got mine right experimenting right now. I've got He's mine like... right in front of me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, grab the tape measure. I know. Uh, I wish I had one. How good would that be? Oh, <laughs> uh, Jacob, if only our Zoom, if only our Zoom like windows would allow that. Um, okay. So I am thinking, in terms, so inches. Okay. I'm going to say 26 inches. Okay. I have a feeling I'm over-guessing, but I'm just taking an absolute... Jacob. A foot is 12 inches. I'm sorry. Jacob. <laughs> I know. I'm wrong way. I'm, I, I know. I'm so wrong. Jake. Totally wrong. So for reference, like right now, I have a tape measure out so I can kind of like measure it in my head how long <laughs> I remember it being. <laughs> And I'm gonna say it was around eleven inches. Okay. Now was this corner to corner or like so like diagonally? That's actually across, a good question. Lay it across <laughs> and put it down on its side. If like like I'll use my laptop for example, right? If this is the Xbox, I don't think you, it's like, corner to corner. I think like, it's like edge to edge. Like, length, but lengthwise. How tall edge. was it? Lengthwise. Like, we'll go lengthwise. Like, if you lay it down on its side, that means how tall was it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say it was ten inches tall. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Uh. Oh. All right. I'm gonna go, Eleni. Um. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm literally looking directly at my Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, trying like with my fingers, like Original oh voice. god. I reckon uh, 
I'm gonna go eight inches. All right. Um, I think Jacob was the closest. It oh, was twelve point five inches. It was, goes to Tom, doesn't it? Yeah. Tom oh, gets that. I I, I thought I thought I thought um you said eleven inches. What did you say, Tom? Ten. Oh, no, oh okay. Right, Jake, I'll take it. <laughs> never, never mind. Never yeah. mind. I was like, I was looking at the place at five, and it's huge. I'm like, that's kind of like fourteen <laughs> inches tall. So that's a, that's a very bad comparison to make. It's the only thing <laughs> I have. It's on my floor right now. <laughs> well, so I have like an Xbox Series S, which is like the tiniest Xbox. Yep. Yeah. The only thing I had in front of me was a Switch, and I'm like, it's so much bigger than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where was the Xbox 360 unveiled? It doesn't have to be a physical place. Where? Um, Connor. So. Yes. <sighs> hmm. I, I feel like my, like my assumption would be some sort of E3 event, but nothing would have been announced at 04, surely. Um, I'm going to say it was... Hmm. It's tough because I'm going to say CES 2005 just to. Okay, okay. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, oh, oh. I'm gonna let um, Connor answer again. It is a TV station. Which TV no, station? Tom, 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 give it to oh, me. No, 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 TV, TV, Xbox. They did the, the thing. They did MTV, and they had they yeah, Elijah MTV. Wood, and he came on and he talked oh, about. Oh, yes. okay. I'm back on the yeah, board. Yeah, no, definitely. Nathan, definitely let Tom take that one because I yeah. wouldn't have got. I would have got it wrong. Anyway. Like as soon as he kept talking, like oh my god, <laughs> I, mean, I would have got it wrong. I would have got it wrong. It was MTV. MTV. That was the whole thing, and they unveiled it. It was like oh, back when yeah. MTV was relevant. Yeah, oh, that was the beginning of the of the end. <laughs> yes, that, that was what brought them into a decline. Can we, can, yes. Do we have a do we have a tally of scores? Correct me if oh. I'm wrong here. It's two for you, Connor. Two for myself. Two for Tom and three for Eleni, meaning that we can only tie Eleni or Eleni wins. Yes. <laughs> okay. Pressure's what pretty... was... Oh, sorry. You go, Nathan. What... what was the last game released for the Xbox 360? Oh, wow. That's an interesting one. Um, Connor? Hold up. I'm going to say, because there was a lot... A lot of games that are um, released on past-gen systems, um, especially when next-gen have come out, a lot of them are sports titles. And I wish this was the way, otherwise I would have said Just Dance 2020, but it's definitely not. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, I know what it is. <laughs> oh, okay, Jacob, I'm going to say FIFA 19. Okay, no, that is incorrect. Jacob. Jacob. Okay. Connor, you were so close. Yeah, he 2020 was. 2020 was the oh. year that they cut it off. It's Just Dance what? 2019. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh so my God. Ja so Jacob and Lenny tie. I can I can make up Win a quick, right, quick tiebreaker. Chuck us a tiebreaker then. Oh. Okay. Oh, my God. Why, wow. Why was the Xbox... Um, the Xbox... Um, sigil the um the, the xbox X. yeah why was that green um can, can i put in a, a very silly answer 
can I put in a silly answer, Nathan? Yes, you can. Because it's the color of Mountain Dew, and if there's anything that spells America, <laughs> it's Mountain Dew. No, no, that is incorrect. <laughs> Lenny. Yes, Eleni. Um, does it simply just have something to do with like the environment? No, I I shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> That's okay. It makes it more interesting. Is yeah? Is it something stupid like green for go? <laughs> no. Tom. It it is something stupid though. Tom. Master Chief was green. No. Damn it. <laughs> Why was it green? Was it That's a of good Nintendo? answer though, Tom. Thought, That's actually a very so, good answer. So this is the stupidest reason ever. Um, the only marker that the guy designing it had left was Which to color it in was the green marker that nobody wanted. <laughs> what? That, that like sums up Xbox consoles. Who would ever guess that too as well? The trivia what? you really knew. It. <laughs> unless you unless it was just a stupid answer that you pulled out of the hat. I mean okay, no, no. what if next week you just do two quizzes with five points each because with these things. You know what? Like I'm alright with that. Anyway. I'm alright yeah, with that's that. That's a good idea. You do five questions each Lenny. Um, my, my wow! So you know smart. what? That was actually a pretty tight quiz. It was. It was. It was. Well done, Nathan. And Thank you. To keep I, it, um, I thought it was going to be really bad. <laughs> no, you no, stumped no, us no, quite no. a bit. Now, now, we're going to move on to uh, a brilliant song. Actually, uh, uh, it's a song that you might know. Uh, a song that you might have used to know. Here is somebody that I used to know. By Got uh, uh. and Sweet 16. You can catch all the songs on the Sin Sweet 16 on sin.org.au, part of the Sunday Sweets playlist. Now, guys, I have something to be honest with you. We're actually going to go More Talk uh, by Player One right now. Yeah, exactly. I know. Crazy. No one ever saw it coming, but the radio has music and it has talking. And this week, it also has a little present from a little man I call little Todd Howard. Okay. Skyrim's oh, my favorite little man. Yeah. Has it, it's it, it's been announced Skyrim's 10th anniversary edition? Okay, the 10th anniversary was always going to happen, but uh, the edition has been announced now. How do we feel about this, guys? Like, I, I am I am so mad. I'm like, <laughs> this is just oh god, like first GTA and now this, like GTA, um, like I'm GTA 5. Oh, yeah, coming to yep, getting re released. Yes. I'm not mad at this, <laughs> I'm not mad at this, like. Skyrim, I think without question, is one of my favorite games, which I spent an ungodly amount of time on. And as someone who currently has a Game Pass subscription, um, I'll probably be getting the 10th anniversary day one. So I'm not going to say no to more Skyrim. No, and it's, yeah, not like, it's... it's not like it's going to be Skyrim, like the Skyrim Remastered Edition back in 2016. It's actually going to have more content to it. Mm. So it's you're not just getting like a straight up, here's a 10th anniversary port for no reason. It's here's a bunch of content with it. Do you know some of the content coming to it? Um, there's a fishing mini game. Yeah, I'm that's excited. One. Okay, fishing in a, any game uh, as constituted by a few people in my life is what dictates whether a game is good or not. And now Skyrim finally has fishing, so therefore it is a good game. It, it's gone from amazing to god tier. <laughs> what? Well, well, just to talk about the the added content that they're chucking in. Um, yes, there is fishing, um, but then there's also going to be 
a survival mode added and um, oh. the Saints and Seducers quest line. But sort of going on to, I guess, why these remakes keep happening. Old mate, Todd Howard, as you mentioned before, Tom, um, he, he there's a quote, there's a quote I want to read from him, which basically just sums <laughs> yeah. it up. Um, and when, you know, obviously this got brought up with him and he pretty much simply just said millions of people every month are playing that game. That's why we keep releasing it. If you want us to stop releasing it, stop buying it. And I mean, the man has a point. <laughs> yeah. Like, thing with GTA, like, I, you know. That's the smartest no, thing Todd I, Howard has ever said. Yeah, thing. I mean, like, no, the no. reason, like, companies can get away with so much is because sometimes consumers are a bit silly. <laughs> Well, is yeah, silly but... really appropriate word? Skyrim is a fun game that is accessible yeah. to lots of people. And, you know, although a lot of people in the Elder Scrolls franchise community really challenge Skyrim in its ways to simplifying the RPG elements it has, it is probably the easiest to understand and pick up game uh, that we've ever seen in the Elder Scrolls franchise. Yeah, I guess I just... I wholeheartedly like... agree. Mm. I don't know how many times, like, they expect us to pay for the same well, game. Well, pay for is a great question because the Creation Club content has been a thing of controversy for a very long time. Oh, God, since it first started. And, yeah, and I, I have to say, I, I never really understood it. People were upset that uh, modders... Now, this is something, a problem, I would say, with the gaming community as a whole. Modders uh, getting paid for the mods they make, apparently, was controversial. Now, it was a bit that... It was added uh, in a sly way, but Nexus Mods, a huge modding uh, organization that really is a home to probably the largest collection of Skyrim mods, was also started to look at how they can subsidize their modders post-Creation Club. You know, maybe Creation Club was bad, but I, I don't know. I, li I, like, I like modders getting money. So I actually, um, I actually think that maybe next week we can talk about modding and... Um pay because i actually have a lot to talk about there um i think my thoughts are um with modding um like you're not getting paid but you're also you don't have as much like responsibility i guess um as like a full game developer if someone um, makes content i want to be able to enjoy it and i feel like they should be subsidized fairly you know, and that's uh, that's just my my motto about like kind of things like games, maybe music too. Well, music, wow, this is a song by. Nope, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of music, Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson is the song that's coming up next. You're here on Play All One on Sin. Well, we we just love the songs and we love mods and we love. You just heard. You should do this for a living by Ruby Gill, part of our Sweet 16. And just before we jump into our next bit, I, I just want to make sure that if any of the lyrics or meanings behind that song um, make you feel like you need to go see help or, you know, talk to someone, there are helplines available. Uh, they are 1300 224 636 for Beyond Blue and 1800 55 1800, the kids helpline. Um, but we're going to move on to a bit more of a cheery topic in... The 2010s, uh, they were a huge decade for gaming. Um, just some of the things that happened in this generation, well, we got the seventh and eighth generation generations of consoles were huge at this point. We had Nintendo flopping hard after the Wii. We had the uh, birth of the, uh, the Switch. We had the PlayStation uh, 5, 
yeah, I'll say, yeah, I'll give it the, yeah, the yeah. PlayStation 5 early right hits, I would say. Yeah. Um, the Xbox we, Series X was launched, or not launched, but announced at 2019 with a full demo, like a full, like, presentation. Mm. We also saw the cha- almost a change in what E3 was. Um, E3 became more of a, a, spectacle, a spectacle to the consumer than it did, um, you know, what it used to be in the two, early 2000s and uh, throughout the 90s being, you know, an investor's marketing uh, meeting. We saw things like the DS and the 3DS uh, evolve. We saw Wi-Fi connectivity become uh, the norm in video games. We saw the violence uh, in video games um, kind of discussion brought up again constantly oh god um, yeah closer to the end of the not even to the end but right in the middle of that era where every fps had to be brown and grungy and look all the same um we saw so so much during this time and i i want to ask because this was a huge time for at least me playing video games but what about you guys were there any games that come to mind anything any memories immediately yes yes minecraft just Minecraft, please. I, I love Minecraft. I I cannot go on enough about Minecraft and how amazing it is and how much I adore it. And just, I am so glad that that Notch made Minecraft. <laughs> um, Hollow Knight was oh. in 2017. I... You hit it right on the head. Um I will. I will say before anything else. One thing I do want to touch on because I know we won't otherwise was the toys to life um, kind of phenomenon became oh. a thing there. Of course, Skylanders, Disney Infinity, uh, Amiibo to an extent, and there was also uh, YouTube games such as Slender, Five Nights at Freddy's, Doki um, Doki Literature Club, Do- yeah, Viral, Doki Doki yeah, Literature yeah. Club, all that kind of thing, mm. uh, all that kind of stuff became massive in this time. Uh, along along with mobile gaming as well but yeah, yeah that's um, actually what i was wanted to bring up this segment mobile gaming uh the birth of and the the kingdom of mobile gaming all like it took a little while uh, big game development studios tried to hit the mobile gaming market with their old ports to move them a bit weird and then we saw some new things coming up and uh the 2010s was the biggest years decade for grossing money in video games of all time due to mobile gaming wow yeah like mobile gaming is just it i'm not sure if like like toxic is the right word but it's just so like predatory the like the mark like yeah yes and we've talked a lot about it on this show before with uh licensed ips and you know Companies that aren't typically known for making video games stepping and trotting their foot a bit. And, you know, Pepsi, not really Pepsi Man this time, but more so like the apps and the stuff that you can find with mobile gaming. But what about some fun, huh? Well, I had a look. Oh, yeah. The birth of League of Legends. Oh, no. Well, that was 2009, <laughs> technically. But it's esports, I guess, juggernaut empire kind of um, mm. situation that it has now, alongside things like Counter Strike becoming m- much more esports friendly yep. or at least becoming bigger in that market. Rainbow Six um, Siege, 2015. All uh, these games, esports, bl- esports blew yeah. up. Like uh, mm. at the start of the pandemic, I remember ESPN of all places was actually hosting um, esports on their show. Admittedly, because other sports could not run, but it shows where that's grown to during these um, times. Mm. And 
Can I mention The Last of Us came out in 2013? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's like one one of the greatest games of all time, I think. Speaking of greatest games of all time, I I will jump up and say, well, Breath of the Wild is right there, 2017. Um, Of course, that game was phenomenal. I know Connor doesn't have necessarily the same opinion as me, but uh, he will talk about that more when we come back from our next song. And our next song is, Lenny, could you grab that one for me? Yeah, of course. Well, yes, we're going to have a bit of a break before we continue on with our conversation. But our next song coming up is Love Yourself by Justin Bieber. And you are listening to Play. And that was The Wave by Bedouin. You are listening to Player One on scene with Connor, Eleni, Tom, and Jacob. Did I just completely forget what song we just played? Absolutely. But this is not the Player One. Oh, oh no. (laughs) Nathan, how could I ever abandon you? You were like the Player One original. I know. It feels like I'm. Tw- it's 2010 all over again. I'm 13, and se- in seven years' oh, time, Breath of the Wild is going to come out, and it's going to be the most seven out of ten game to ever exist. Oh, yeah, but oh, like, still hurts. I could not stand Breath of the Wild for a single bit. Um, I gave, I did have it for a time, and I did try it. I have, I think I spent about maybe 10 hours on it. No matter how hard I tried, I just could not get into it. Um, a lot of it came down to, for me, people say weapon durability. I say weapon fragility. Um, having these almighty powerful swords crafted by the gods themselves have it break in like t- 12 hits on a on yeah. a boblican. That That's part fair. pissed me off. Um, I was not a fan of that. That Actually, that was probably one of the main reasons it took me out of the game because I worked hard to get this weapon and I want to use it. Um, why can't I just repair it like any other game allows me to i don't Mm. i don't buy the argument that it wants you to experiment with different weapons if i wanted to experiment with different weapons i can i feel you you, but this is a tangent i'm going to go back to the 2010s uh and bring us back into a bit more reminiscing i I guess and ask a simple question what do we think the top three best selling games of the 2010s are i have no idea and any any ideas we sports, well, we sports um, resort. I'm not too sure about oh I loved We Play. Oh, don't even get me started on We Play. Um, but I guess for me, um the twenty tens were actually probably where I spent most of my time playing games. Um so I do have I, I've got a little bit of a list here, um, if you'll indulge me of some of my favorite games from the twenty tens. Um because they really started off um with a bang because on Jan 26, 2010, uh, Mass Effect 2 came out, which, you know, oh, Mass yes. Effect trilogy is my favourite trilogy of all time, and what a way to start the decade, I think. You know, then we had Mass Effect 3 in 2012. Uh, some other notable games, I'm a big Gears of War fan. Gears of War 3 came out in 2011, which I loved and was a great way to end that trilogy. Um, before we mentioned The Last of Us, another series I love, um, and I know... Connor's played is the Bioshock series. Bioshock Infinite came out in 2013. Another awesome title. But I think probably the biggest and best game for me that came out of the 2010s uh, was The Witcher 3 in 2015. I absolutely 
love that game. Obviously, now it's probably going to go down as one of the best games I think ever made. But, you know, the popularity of that game has spawned, you know, we've got a show on Netflix now, which is awesome. Anyone who's read the books or knows of the books, they're fantastic as well. So that's just a few games that I love from the 2010s. But I definitely think that it was a big year for gaming in terms of, you know, some ideas in the early 2000s that were developing and then 2010s we saw some epic you know graphic enhancements um so for me there were just some awesome games out of out of the 2010s and that was some of them for me i think that like the the 2010s was really the kind of real golden age of like open world games oh okay so i'm not sure about that because open world games had kind of made their mark just before um, with things like Oblivion and so on, kind of making that a thing there. Whereas it existed, I think, in the first half of the 2010s, but kind of died off with the exception of Skyrim and Fallout. Um, Obviously Skyrim being released for 10 years, uh, but it didn't really pick up until the later later end of the 2010s where you got more, you know, you got your Breath of the Wild to a much lesser extent. You got Cyberpunk 2027 um, or 2077 even. Um, you know, like they were there, but they weren't there to that extent. I reckon this was the golden age for retro revivals, um, all sorts of revivals and retro games being brought back up. Nintendo did a lot of it. Sony did a lot of it. Xbox my god they did all of it um yeah half of the dreamcast is on xbox um you could even say it was like the golden age for like um a lot of like indie games like oh definitely yeah um you mentioned hello night before and we got things like i believe limbo uh which is one of the first big ones that i can think of uh was in the 2010s i believe uh we had shovel knight we had all these amazing indie developers become more and more viable um, and more and more, you know, there and made, made it a lot easier to see them and actually reach out to them. So outside of the 2010s, indie game characters that are still around, there's not many. Shantae is the only one that comes to mind for me, unfortunately. But we are going to jump into our next song. And what a fun song we have. Uh, Connor, I know you wanted to take this one. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. A classic song. We have Old Town Road by the latest addition to Apex Legends, uh, the new legend Sia. Uh, Call me. You can call him when you want. You can call him when you need. You can call him in the morning. He'll be on his way. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Tom, Eleni, Jacob and Nathan as we listen to Old Town. Walking at a downtown pace by Parquet Courts is a song that you just heard and that is part of the Sunday Sweets, Sweet 16 playlist. You can find that playlist over at sin.org.au. As well, we play some other songs here on Player One. That's right, you're back here with me, Tom, on Player One. As well, here with Jacob, Nathan, Eleni, and Connor. Some great co-hosts, I must say. You know, not full hosts. We don't give them too much credit. But speaking of credit, us, Player One on sin that's right at player one sin on twitter and instagram is where you can find us as well we have some youtube content which is at player one as well player one on omni apple podcast google podcast and spotify for all of our old shows and our little extra content plus interviews now we've got a great rest of the show coming up this is top of the hour that means that we're only 
two hours of the way through. And you might be thinking, man, Tom, I wish there was at least one more hour. Well, that's kind of the point of this segment. After this, though, we do have Jacob's Nuzlocke special series, as well as we're going to be talking a little bit about the science of computers. And then after that, well, that's kind of the end of the show. But before that, we have Hitchin' a Ride by Green Day, and it's covered by Nate Wants to Battle and Andrew Stain, here on Player One on Sin. And you just heard the sellout by Ella Jane from the Sweet 16 playlist here on Sin. Go check it out Sunday Sweet, 12 in the afternoon, every Sunday. And before that, you heard the Pokemon Season 4 opening. And even before that, you heard how terrible Jacob is at Pokemon. But what's better than Jacob at Pokemon? Uh, Nathan, we have the power of PCs that are ever-growing. But will there be a point where they, it stops? Um, so I can tell you that, yes, there will be a point, And it is coming up extremely soon. So this gets into, like, physics and... Um, stuff like that so since you know computers have begun really we've been making smaller chips and making like the computers more powerful by making the smaller chips um but we we kind of can't keep doing that anymore and it's not because of the processes and of making them smaller it's um so basically um what what happens is the smallest bits of a chip are basically switches. They can either let electricity flow through them or stop electricity. And those form bits and that forms, you know, the computer language, the zeros and ones. And, you know, it goes through gates and all that. This is, you know, real simplification. (laughs) Um, So, um, when we get to the sizes that we're approaching now in making chips you run into a thing called quantum physics Ooh, spooky um and basically what electrons which is what makes up electricity um can do is they can just kind of just teleport through the blockage they just ignore that it's there and just go through anyway so our once we get to a certain size, our chips stop doing what we need them to do to make the computer. So do you, do you guys understand that? Yep, the transistors in the CPUs become a point where they're too small and the electrons are actually equivalent to the size of them and they cannot jump across. Uh, uh, like it, it doesn't work as intended. I follow exactly what you say. Yes. Um, so that... Um, I'm sure we can maybe, you know, enhance other aspects of the computers like cooling or other things, but like the actual power of the computers can't be a thing. Um, um... Yeah. Oh, okay. you have... sorry. I'll let you go. No, no, no. Go. Yeah. Um, we are working on um, quantum computers, which is really cool. But um, even if we do manage to... Uh, get quantum computers working they won't really be good for stuff like playing games and all that they'd be good for um you know simulating physics and stuff like that but they wouldn't be good for playing games or everyday usage so i i have a counter argument to this what if a computer is more than just a cpu 
the software is a major part of what makes up a lot of these computers. And also this technology, our transistors being too small is not an issue that faces uh, commercial grade computers at the moment. And the, it will eventually, but like you said, quantum computers are a thing. And uh, yeah, I, I will 100% back you up. Quantum computers aren't worth our time as a consumer at the moment. However, even computers like the ones we use now weren't worth our time back in the day. And I can't wait personally for these things to come more in uh sorry, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> See a Jacob laugh. Um, like I, I I encourage uh computers to push themselves. These limitations may be for physical hardware uh uh, approaching but really they aren't too big of a hurdle for us to cover when there are so many facets of our lives in our computers that we can improve i think a lot about ray tracing and rtx and these types of technologies that are very software balanced as well to a point where if we can work more on the software maybe we can catch up to the hardware like intensity that we have to battle as well, like quantum computers, come on. I, I, I need some better physics than what NVIDIA provides, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like quantum computers, like, like it, they're not really, like, I don't think they'd really be like, like, I don't think they'd be good at do, running games. I think they'd be more useful for science and stuff like that than actual running games. At the moment, mm. I guess we'll have to see. I remember, when Mario 128 was revealed for the GameCube demo, uh, gameplay demo, and that was off of 128-bit CPU. And those processes when, you know, the NES were around would have been scandalous to the dear thought that something could be used for gaming. But, like, technology is something that is so hard to fathom the future of. And honestly, I, um, I welcome it with open arms. I'm scared yeah. of it. You know, I'm, I I had nightmares of the Elon Musk robot the other day, but, you know. I, I will well, say my only point here, and this is just be to finish it off more than anything, is um, obviously if you want to talk to us about this conversation or get into this conversation, you can hit us up on our socials. But obviously um, we have to move on. Mm-hmm. And we talk about, you know, technology and whether or not it's going to improve in computers, but I think things can always be improved to some extent. I thought the Sonic, uh, Sonic 2 soundtrack could not be improved however then came along t lopes and he rearranged hilltop zone from sonic uh, sonic 2 and here it is on player one on set you just heard dionysian state by mild high club part of the sweet 16 soundtrack here on sin and guys, it is it is that time of the night, unfortunately, the time where we say goodbye to our listeners, we wrap up the show, and we say stay tuned for next week. But before we do all that, you know, of course, if you want to check out more of our content, you can check out our socials. Cause if you head to at player one sin on Twitter and Instagram, you could see there some upcoming interviews. If we've got any cool YouTube content. We'll let you know on the socials what the go is. And speaking of YouTube, if you go to Player One on YouTube, we've got awesome content coming that way. Things like interviews, any sort of interesting content that we've got. It's all there for Player One and for you to enjoy the viewers, the listeners. And of course, the podcast realm. We love podcasts. And if you go to Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, lots of cool audio content. 
you know, if you love our voices, just head to the podcast because you can hear more of that. And of course, we are part of SIN. So if you head to sin.org.au, you can check us out on the website, check out other cool shows on SIN because there's lots of cool content, not just on Player One, but across the board. But like I said, it is that time of night, listeners. We are wrapping up for the evening. So before I let you go, guys, do any of you have some final words you'd like to impart on our wonderful listeners before we wrap up? The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will now, then, and forever be a 7 out of 10 at best. (laughs) Audience Uh, member, I know you may be in shock. I know this may come as some disheartening news to hear things come from kind of like this, but at least it's going to be a full week until you have to hear him say something so dumb again. Tuesdays, 4pm to 5pm, this exact same station, this exact same frequency, just me on Hypothetically Speaking with my co-host, Jay. Check me out. Player one alum. If you do miss Jay's voice from earlier in the uh, in the year, definitely check that out. Definitely check that out. Nathan, you have a, a YouTube channel. Where could uh, where, where can we find you? Yes, uh, Hertz Place H U R T Z P L A Y Z. It is um, only a few videos in currently. I'm still trying and failing to make more videos. <sighs> yeah, but that is the YouTube way. Is yes. the YouTube way. And one last thing from myself, I will just uh, mention that, of course, if you go to the SIN website, you can look into how to join SIN. And maybe you want to join us and, you know, don't worry, we're not too scary. We're not going to bite. Maybe Connor will, but we'll hold Be him Be a part of the crew. So we love you. Exactly. Check out sin.org.au and you can join not only us, but any of the shows under SIN's bracket. Uh, I know last year, personally, I worked on uh, things like Sports Desk, Mosh Pit, Player One, of course, and Get Serial. And there is so, so much to do. And everyone in Sin is a friendly, friendly human being. So come join the party. Come be a part. But until then, Connor, it's your catchphrase. I'll let you say it. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> same Player One time. Same Player One channel. I totally <laughs> didn't rip that off. Completely original. <laughs> well, before they have time to think about it. Bye. <laughs>